everyone and welcome to the latest podcast. My name's Helen Payne, I'm the Quality Improvement Academy Manager and today I'm in conversation with Celine Grundy, the Continuous Improvement Clinical and Practice Manager. Hello Celine. Hi Helen. So today we're going to talk about the Clinical and Practice Network. Um, can you tell us a bit about it? Why did it come about and what was the main reason behind it? Okay, um, the Clinical and Practice Network has actually replaced the Senates, which were back in when we joined the organisation. Um, the Senates were developed by the Quality and Clinical Practice Directorate. And the whole idea of the Senates were that frontline staff would work on pieces of work, strategic work or any work that they wanted to, making sure that the, the groups were inclusive and that frontline staff had a voice. We reviewed the Senate's probably now 12, 18 months ago, and some of the groups in the Senate's were have produced some fantastic work, like the Delft Group, which is the dementia end of life frailty group. They've produced some fantastic outcomes. So has the CAMS group. But some of the Senate groups, it was felt that there was very little outcome and there was there was groups where it was very exclusive. And our frontline staff really weren't aware of some of these groups. So we came together and reviewed the Senate. Um, myself, Katie Morris and Rachel McEwen came together and felt that we wanted to have more frontline staff involved in any projects, any changes that were needed within our organisation, or even if our frontline staff felt there was a need to change or a new idea that they had that we've, we felt that we needed to rebrand the uh, Senate group. And that's why we called it the Clinical and Practice Network, because we're looking for frontline staff in mental health, physical, social care, to actually come with ideas and to be supported so that they have a voice and they are supported to make a change, a continuous improvement change. And that's why we've reviewed it and changed it. Fantastic. So it's a way to get people's voices heard. Yeah. Is there a structure behind it and how do people get their voices heard? Yeah, there, there is a structure behind it. We have got an information governance method whereby we are we, we do report to the Directorate Delivery Forum and the Quality Governance Committee on a six monthly basis. That, that would be my role to get the outcomes of the groups that are in the network. It's not intense heavy with regards to reporting that's what we don't want and i would support people when they have got their outcomes to actually share and spread to our senior managers that's when people's voices are heard great thanks celine that sounds really interesting so what's your role in this how did you end up leading on this piece of work i feel because i'm i'm my background is clinical and a couple of years ago, I developed or was part of the development of the Digital Champion Group, which was, this is a typical example of, of what we want our groups to be within the clinical and practice network, whereby I went to frontline staff with regards to what their concerns were, what they wanted to improve in technology to support them to deliver care to our patients, our service users. And it was the frontline staff that drove the Digital Champion Group and now it's a very strong group. We've got a voice. I and T are constantly going to the group to look for ideas, to be supported, and for us and frontline staff to support I and T. And I think it was that concept, as well as the old concept of the Senate, 
that I was asked to lead on this work stream because I had lots of um, challenges with the digital champion group, but I actually knew who to go to because I was in the corporate world where sometimes our frontline staff aren't sure who they should call upon, what doors to knock on to support them. Um, and like I said, with the digital champions, we I work so closely with comms, particularly with IM&T, um, and that's really the success of the digital champions. So we felt by combining what difficulties and challenges the digital champions had to try and overcome them, to make sure that the structure of the network did overcome those problems, maybe that our frontline staff could have with any groups that they decide to develop. Fantastic. So it's a bit like learning the lessons really from previous experience as well. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the signposting and unblocking is so important when you are actually, you've got an idea, you want it to work, you know, well, are our organisation behind you? And that's what we need to understand first before people do some work. Mm. And that signposting and unblocking is so crucial at the beginning of any project or piece of work. But yes, it is It is definitely lessons learned. So you've mentioned some of the groups in the clinical and practice network already, the Delft group and the CAMS group. Are there other groups already up and running in the clinical practice network? Yeah, yes. Well, obviously, the digital champions are, are in there strong, um, as they would be. We've also got the clinical nurse specialist group, which is where all the senior clinical staff come together. Paula Wood leads on this. And it's a really powerful, strong group. And they're part of, they've signed up. We also contacted the sustainability group. They weren't part of the work. But as I was a sustainability champion, I felt that they could be supported by the network. Um, and encourage them to sign up. We've also got some new groups, um, which I'm really excited about, and that is the quality group within the Staffordshire Care Group. And Nikki Tong contacted me with regards to wanting some support because she wanted to run the quality planned group um, differently. Again, various projects could come out of ideas, serious incidences that they might be reviewing. And she just wanted that support. And I felt the network, again, would be ideal to support the quality group. Another group that, again, has just signed up recently is the Stoke Serious Incident District Nursing Group. And this is a really exciting group where frontline staff really look into their serious incidents, you know, dig deep into what's what's gone wrong. And they don't just leave it as, yes, we've got some actions to do. They they really look into it and reveal what, what changes might be needed. And again, of course, when there's changes needed, that's where the network can help them. So they have been our recent recruitment. I'm just delighted that they're on board. And obviously, with all of these groups, you know, in the network, what I'm hoping to do, what the vision is, is that, you know, there's that golden thread sometimes where the digital champions can help the sustainability champions, you know, so it could be that with me having that overview of all these groups, I will be able to support various groups and put them in contact with some of the groups within the network. That sounds really good, Celine, sort of like that thread between all the different groups. Yeah. Have you got any other examples that you want to share with people about how the network has helped? Yeah, yeah. For example, with the sustainability group, myself and Leslie Colclough, who's a colleague from Quality Improvements, are members of the sustainability group. And um, 
the staff that go there are really passionate about change, sustainability. But what was happening was that the staff would come go to the meeting and we would just talk about ideas. Other, other staff were contacting the quality improvement team saying, how do I become a sustainability champion? Because that's part of our academy um, sort of assessment. And there was so there was no internet page. So myself and Leslie, you know, had started to put the foundations of that group together. So we developed an internet page. We developed an e-form registration so that staff could join. We started um, working with comms to sort of advertise when the sustainability meetings were on. And I think we set up a channel on Microsoft Teams as well, all means of ways of communicating and adding more structure to the sustainability champions meeting. And that group is still going strong. We would like more members. But now if people do want to become members, there's a clear path to become a member. Yeah. So it's putting that foundation in sometimes. But various groups can can differ. Some, some groups have, have been running for some time, like the Delft group. And I went to the Delft meetings just recently because they've joined up as the network. And we've reviewed the, the year's sort of um, work that they wanted to do. We were trying to prioritise what work streams they were going to look at. They decided that actually they wanted to completely change the way the Delft group presented themselves. They wanted to be more of a consultancy group rather than having mm. four generic sort of work streams. Mm. And they also wanted to start teaching and, and okay. showcasing and, and putting a cafe like we have in Quality Improvement, putting a cafe mm. together for that specific area of work, the end of life, frailty, dementia, where they could invite people who were in that sort of field and talk about case studies and lessons learned. So it felt such a powerful way of being able to share what's gone wrong and also celebrated what's gone right. And that's the frontline staff wanting the Delft group to be different. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the network, sort of giving them the, the time, the space to think given the yeah. options of what they really want to do. Sounds very supportive of each other as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what are the next steps for the network, Celine? What are you planning on doing next? Well, you know, for the last 12 months, the network has been going, but I haven't really been advertising it and strongly sort of put nanny comms together because of the situation we're in and because my main focus is on frontline staff. So, you know, the, the advice as well from Katie Morris and Rachel McEwen was to not to advertise because the frontline staff obviously were focused on, you know, being so busy over the last 12, 18 months. And um, we didn't want them to, to lose out or miss out on, on what the network was all about. So I've started gradually now that things are settling, started going around all the care groups to talk at the quality governance subcommittees about the network. I've also um, then from that, people have said, well, can you come to our leaders meeting and talk to us? So I, I'm opening up those gateways now for all staff. So slowly sort of planting the seed or sharing what the network is all about. And we've got 10 networks already that are signed up. But what I'm now going to focus on is a, is a, um, a stronger launch, a hard launch. Mm -hmm. Hopefully in September when the summer holidays are over and things are settling down for frontline staff mm. and and we are planning on um, this this launch where I'm hoping that members from the various groups will come and share what they've they've had, what they've achieved, 
how the network helped them. But we'll be inviting lots of staff and it, there'll be lots of comms going out between now and September. We have got a Twitter page. We've Fab. also got an in, we've got an intranet page now, um, which now we can direct people to sign up. And there's an e-form which is on the intranet page that people can actually sign up. And if they have an idea or they're thinking that they want to make a change um, in something, that's where the network can support them. And if they fill in that e-form, then we will be in touch with them. We've got our own email address. So we, we're behind the scenes just waiting for people to ask for some, some form of support, but more comms will be going out. So that is the main focus over the next few months. Fantastic. It all sounds really exciting. And I have mm. to say, Celine, you sound very passionate about the network. Yes, I am. I suppose because I, I've been a frontline member of staff for many years and loved making changes be, for the better, you know, within my own district nursing world and found challenges, found that my voice wasn't heard because not I'm not saying because I was a frontline member of staff, but sometimes I didn't know who to go to. Sorry, that's my dog barking. Um, so, so I am very passionate that our frontline staff do have a voice. And if I can support in any way, I will. Um, I, I've learned through my own experiences being a digital champion and through changes that are, I've developed, you know, over the last few years and, many, and for many years um, as a facilitator or, a, or a, um, a service improvement manager. So I just want to help those staff that may be sometimes stuck but and, and, and then just give up because they've got the day job to do. Mm. I just want to make it easier for them. Is there anything else that you want to share with um, the audience before we finish for today? No, I would I would just say that if, if people are listening to this and they want to email me personally or go through the intranet page to fill in the e-form, please do, don't hesitate. Um, you're, I'm on the the um, email address is celine.grundy at mpft.nhs.uk or you can go through the email for the group and that's the clinical and practice network at mpft.nhs.uk so yes please please come and contact me i'd be delighted to talk through your project or your thoughts um, and we'll see if you want to be part of the group great thank you celine thank you for your time today thanks helen for the questions Bye. Bye.